happy, happy Friday. Chris Watkins was just regaling us with tales of his uh, triumphant softball night last <laughs> night. And I was just telling about the first time in my life I saw somebody playing slow pitch, and I had no idea what they were doing. It's crazy. Just, why Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people can get crazy. That's what uh, another thing Jay Johnson was telling me about, like the, the global soft, or I guess not global, but the, the national softball uh, leagues and stuff. There's different, like... Isn't there a... Not NASA, but an NAS something. Yeah, there's yeah. like an overarching like governing body of of softball, but you can like go between the legs, behind yeah. the back, like all that stuff, and people will put crazy backspin on it, and just it's just nuts, man. I don't know. It's just I, again, I I play for fun because it's a really fun thing to do after work, and yeah, go out and have. Says so the guy always hits the ball food. at the girl in right field. I it's play not, for fun. Hey, it's not always a girl out there. It's just. Usually the team's worst player, you know, whether it's a, a girl or it's been it's been a guy a couple times for sure. But I, sorry, like <laughs> there people are out there, you know, you don't want me to hit it to you. Don't stand out on the field. It's not my fault. Um, I learned something this week that uh, talking about you know sports and recreational stuff. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna like it. Okay, before we get to the Kings here. Okay, Bleacher Report writing about the Kings again. This isn't that bad, but it is. I think. I don't More know. You say Bleacher Report and Kings, and I, I know, just, you know. I know. I know. Um, when I was uh, doing the afternoon this week with Kyle Draper, yeah, he was telling me Your a guy. story about, absolutely, he um, the, the gym that he goes to in Folsom. Ooh. Anyway, he said he was out there playing basketball. Okay. Uh, and he said he goes home, and someone calls him and says, hey, De'Aaron Fox is out here. De'Aaron Fox is At the here. gym that he was yeah, just at? Yeah, yeah, Okay. And he said, you know, I said, did you go back out? He said, no, I didn't go back out. But he found out, you know, why De'Aaron Fox was there. And I think he said he was with his family. Why he was at the gym. You're not going to like this. He better not have been playing basketball against the people. No, not okay. playing basketball. He plays pickleball. De'Aaron Fox, pickleball enthusiast. Deal with it, Watkins. It's not my point guard. <laughs> it's not my point guard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you That's on the Davion Mitchell hype train. I'm joining you. <laughs> I'm joining you. It's time. Davion's been overlooked for way too long now. De'Aaron Fox, I would think, if that's true, and he really know. plays and applies himself, Soft. how would you ever beat De'Aaron Fox in pickleball? There's no, well, He's getting to everything. <laughs> that's why he should play tennis also because, no, in pickleball, it's almost like his speed is, is useless. Like his greatest advantage is just completely wiped away because – you can play with against a seventy-five-year-old person, and like, there's just not that much movement in pickleball. There's not enough, not as, not enough ground to cover. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, just play tennis. You're a professional athlete. Like, what is I'm your? Ex- sorry, I, maybe I'm just he's just wanting to you. play with the family. I meant to but... tell you yesterday, and I forgot to share that. You just with saved you. it for this wonderful Friday, huh? <laughs> just to ruin the Friday. That honestly, like, I do look a little bit less at De'Aaron now as a person. I, if I'm being honest. Like I, I I loved him his whole time here. I I just I don't know if I can ever look at him the same, knowing he's a pickleballer. Ugh. There's a lot of people on, that grandpa. love pickleball. Open your mic, Grandpa. Yeah, I think it's uh, I Grandpa's play tennis. I mean, and I love tennis, but that's the fact. No, get out. Grandpa's of here. play tennis. Get out of here. Get out of here. I mean, well then, you know what? Yeah, he's not even a grandpa. He's just a. Just a lazy millennial is what he is. That's the problem. That's the problem, man. I, I didn't it's know gross. you'd take it this hard. I knew you wouldn't it's be just like, thrilled with I'm it. I'm telling you, like, if you can play pickleball, you can play tennis. Tennis is is a little – oh, it's been 
it's overrated how much running is in tennis. There's really like there is running. You do have to run, but like it's not that much. The it's problem really with tennis, not that much. I think, and I love tennis. But the problem with it is, if you're not playing somebody good, how much time do you spend <laughs> just running after the ball? Running after sure. the ball. Sure. Your serve, double fault. Sure. Your serve, double fault. I would just not. I mean, I, when I play tennis, with, I play balls. with my girlfriend. All right, I'll go. I'll go you run over there and get those. Just and don't run. serve. Just don't serve. You just. It's just about. Then what are you really playing? You're rallying, but it, you're playing tennis, but just without the not serving. Tennis. That's like pickleball light. Get out of here. Get anyway. Out of here. Pickleball. Um, Come on. Good for you, De'Aaron Fox. No. Bad for you. Bad for you. <laughs> Bleacher Report has put together gross wild lineups every NBA team should try this season. All right? So uh, keep that in mind. Wild lineups every team should try this season. So here is their Sacramento Kings. They do it for every team. Wild okay. lineup the Kings should try. De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Sasha Vazenkov, and Trey Lyles. What? Wait, What? <laughs> Is it wild lineup or just stupid lineup? <laughs> it, or is it just a lineup? That's just, that is a collection of players, sure, that is on the Kings. Kings Absolutely. lineups without Sabonis were significantly worse oh, gosh. on See? offense last season. <laughs> okay. They were significantly worse on offense. What's up but with the stray? That's the, such a stray shot at Sabonis. Well, it's for actually no not because they point out they were worse uh, on offense last season without Oh, without him. Sabonis. Without gotcha. Him. Yeah. Okay. I was like, come on, guys. But. Uh, adding Sasha Vazenkov could help on that front. So with him, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Trey Lyles, Sacramento can surround De'Aaron Fox with loads of shooting and defensive switchability. Wrong. No, wrong. And <laughs> free him up to do what he does best. This group would almost certainly run a five-out attack that would keep the middle sure. of the floor open for Fox's drives, which is what they already do. It would also keep the middle of the floor open for the other team as well. Having four good options to kick out, two for threes would make it difficult Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I get it. Like, yeah, sure. Do people it's... watch this team ever? No, no, no. <laughs> hey, the Kings were terrible without Sabonis. You know what lineup I really want to see is one without Sabonis. That that would be a really fun lineup to see. No, like, no. That's, I'm not saying Sabonis would make that lineup any better, but that's just, that's not a lineup that I, it's, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see it at some point, but that's not the lineup that I'm most excited to to see not this, even close. this makes That's it sound like, like the kings come down walk it up yeah. and you know fox is like five and then sabonis is like posting up yep and then they got to throw it to the wing and he's got to throw it into the yep. they don't do that no no, no. there's it's a free-flowing offense people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off you ever seen uh, sabonis on the perimeter i bet you have yeah. yeah, I mean, like, they he's run the usually through, at yes. the free throw line yeah. extended. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, he gets the bonus out of there. You can run five can, out. Yeah, he's really mucking it up you in need there. need to watch no. the team. And I need also to helps. avoid pickleball. looking up what – no, not yeah. pickleball, pickleball. What Bleach Report says about the Kings. Absolutely. Uh, that's on me. Yeah, it is. It is because we know <laughs> that that publication just has nothing useful to say except for uh, – Except for just clickbait. That that's really all that that is. Is probably every team's most exciting lineup that I want to see this season. Huh? I guarantee. And uh, no, I mean I I just disagree. I I think that it it's interesting in the sense of that's not a line. Maybe if the Kings want to get creative, that's a really big lineup. Like having Fox and sounds like Keegan. I guess would be the shooting yeah, guard I think in that so. lineup. That, I see. That's why defensively. Like, uh, hello? Also, there's two ends of the floor here, and guess what? Offense is not an issue for the Kings. They don't need any more help being an explosive offense. They have tons of that. 
How about a how about a fun defensive lineup for the Kings? How about that? Because mm-hmm. they have no chance. If if Trey Lyles and Sasha are their two big men, they've got no chance. Maybe that's a good lineup against like the Oklahoma City Thunder without Chet. This but... is a stupid lineup, period, in my opinion. Thank you. I agree. I yeah. didn't want to say it. Maybe, but... maybe if you really feel that strongly about it, you could come up with your own wild lineup. Sure. I'll do it. Kings. I'll come up with a wild lineup. Yeah. It'll fit with our bold prediction. I'll but come before up you get to that, lineup. I gotta you gotta tell me what you think of this Giannis story. You see the Giannis story yesterday? It's this Yabba Dabba Doo or something? Another joke? No, no, it's no. not that. I'd be happy to retell that joke if you want, but <laughs> no, that's not it. it. Yeah, Giannis said people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but people in Abu Dhabi do. That's what he that's said. That was his joke. That's actually not bad. I think I think you kind of like stepped on it the first time you you told it. I but... told it the way he told it. Giannis uh, said it wrong. He that's said it wrong. Right. That's right. That's so it's right. like I I never heard the joke before. I had to listen yeah. to him and go. Wait, what? Oh, this is what he should have okay. said. Yeah, actually not bad. Actually not. I feel like I killed it the first time I heard it, but that was I guess he it was killed it the, the first time he told okay. it. Okay. And then he ran yeah. off like drop, mic drop, <laughs> like yeah. See, like what? That's not. That's not. That's and not we that never joke. saw from Giannis again. Giannis says he does not plan to sign a contract extension when he becomes eligible next month for the extension. Ooh, that's not what you want to hear in Milwaukee. And he says he won't Yikes. sign one until he's comfortable knowing the organization will continue to compete. For a championship. Sounds interview like things with, are getting tight over there. Interview with the New York Times. He says, numbers-wise, it doesn't make sense for him to sign something now. And he says the organization <laughs> still has something to prove before he potentially signs an extension next summer. Next summer, it would make more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know. Oh, boy. Yana said. Oh, boy. Eh, I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. This is screaming that we're about to get a whole year of... Exactly. Oh, Giannis rumors and, oh my gosh, the Lakers signed Thanasis. Uh-oh, does that mean that they're going to make a big push for Giannis? Find out next. That's... It'll be I going mean, on I in Golden State, too. They were already oh talking gosh. about it for three years. Uh, when there's like, mighty. you know, there's virtually no chance that could happen. Yeah, but he uh, and Steph have the same agent. I so, can't. I can't handle that. I cannot. I There's no way I could handle Giannis Warrior rumors. And it's, you know, it makes sense. Honestly, it does make sense for Giannis. Like, why should he, being a, a player who could run the next 10 years of, of the NBA and, you know, clearly is already one of the big stars in the league. Why should he commit to a place where he really doesn't know because of the small market? Like he doesn't know how they'll be able to build around. it. I'm with you. If you give him the benefit of the doubt, he said the moment I feel like, Oh yeah, we're trying to rebuild. There will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee bucks, but he's saying Mm. they're rebuilding. I'm not resigning. So if that's really all it's about, he's sending a message to management that, I only want to be here if we're trying to win. Sure. Fair enough. Okay, I don't know but why he had to make such a big deal of it? And you're right. Now it's going to lead to all this right. season long. You know, Giannis could opt out next year. I don't even know if it's going to have to do with the fact that they're trying to win. I mean, I just looked it up, and it could just be that the the supporting cast around him kind of ages out a little. Like Drew Holiday's 33. They just re-signed Brooke Lopez. He's 36, 37. Got a rookie head coach. Just brought in Chris Middleton. He's 32, rookie head coach. Like, it could just be that the team just kind of naturally continues to regress because of age. Like, Giannis, 
you know, in Giannis hasn't really, I don't want to say he hasn't added to his game because he definitely has, but, you know, if Giannis is going to have to carry an even larger workload as those guys kind of age, I I don't know if he's going to be good enough to hold the team on his back. Like, he, he clearly is, is one of the freakish talents that we have in the league, but, you know, it is a, a perimeter-based league, and he is still somebody who gets majority of his points at the rim. He's a fantastic defender, but... You know, we especially with them exiting in the first round last year, it's just you know questions are gonna are gonna rise. I'm gonna say something stupid. Certainly not the oh, first I've time said today. Uh, beginning September 22nd, Giannis can he can sign a deal if the Bucks offer it. Said Bucks September can offer 22nd. Him. Yeah, gotcha. beginning September 22nd. That's when the Bucks can offer him this deal. Three years. This is what they can offer him. He, they, he can't sign it if they don't offer. Three years, <laughs> 173 million dollar extension. What I look at that and I feel like he's oh. underpaid. <laughs> it's Giannis. That's yeah. and the rules are no, set 100%. up where this is the max. Yeah, three years, one hundred seventy-three million. Yeah, it's definitely getting to that LeBron point where it's like you can't even really fairly pay what he's worth to <laughs> okay. your organization. That's what I thought. No, absolutely, no, absolutely, and that's the salary. Like Steph Curry, Steph, whatever Steph Curry makes, he should probably make double that because he's that valuable to the Warriors just just by his sheer presence. And Giannis is absolutely in that category. Jokic is in that category. There's only a select few people who really are, but Giannis is definitely one of those people who, whatever the salary cap is. It's doing him a disservice because he he deserves to be paid, what like uh, if like a hundred thousand hundred million dollars. You know it is, and and obviously with Otani's injury, he's not probably not going to get close to what he would have gotten. But still, you don't think someone like Giannis is not going to notice if Otani ends up with four or five hundred million? Absolutely. Wait, what? He's going to be saying. And he Wait. plays baseball. No one even likes baseball. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Giannis is is incredibly valuable to any team he goes on. And yeah, if Jalen Brown is making sixty million dollars a year, you're trying to tell me that Giannis isn't double that or, or close to doubling that? Like, it's 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 crazy. That's just but the way it is. you know, That's it sounds crazy, to. but absolutely, I agree Those with you. The terms. Like, he's underpaid at that point. Coming up next. I'm going to tell you how one king is going to make history this year. Make history okay. this year in the bold king's prediction of the day. You want bold? This may be my bold. boldest yet. Okay. Coming right back with that. Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Download the Sackdown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. On the chat, there's much chatter about pickleball, tennis. A lot of, lot of Kings fans are encouraged to hear that De'Aaron Fox has taken up the great game of pickleball. Game Alex of says pick- pickleball. Sorry. You can go ahead and do that again. I stuffed on you. No, it's okay. Alex says pickleball helps his mobility in the key, Purple Heart. <laughs> sure, yeah. Scooty let's try says and- tennis is harder on your joints. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying De'Aaron needs to play tennis right here, right now. I think, you know, there's clearly a lot of, you know, disadvantages to your your current athletes uh, playing like full throttle a sport like tennis. You know, definitely you don't want him yeah, trying to cut and then tear every ligament in his knee or something like that. But Manny too legit. I know you had issues with Manny yesterday and we worked them all out. <laughs> okay. Manny too legit says. I want to try pickleball. Oh, it looks Manny. like fun. There you go, Manny. Oh, I was gosh. afraid Manny was going to go, hey, Watkins, you play pickleball? You Only look the like video a game. Yeah, you look like a pickleballer, huh? But he didn't say that. 
<laughs> like what is just what about pickleball looks fun? Like you and me were watching professional pickleball when it was on ESPN it's like quick. a month ago. I think I'd like it. <laughs> no. Honestly, and I know I'm dead wrong. I've told you this yeah. before. I know I'm wrong. But when I see that, my first reaction is I would never lose at that. Yeah. It'd be easy. It looks and like I'm the sure easiest I'm wrong, thing ever. But, but even on like the pro play. level, like they're just lightly just like tip. Just hit it. Did you see at the Galleria? There's a court there that you can just go. No. At least they had it last what week, and maybe it was spreading like a virus. Uh, I'm not making this up. Now I don't know if they do this every weekend, but at least a couple weekends ago, yeah. you could go out there, you could play, and they had pros that'll give you tips. That might have been a special deal that they have, had. Just have you played weekend. pickleball, Chris? In high school, yeah. Like during PE, we would play pickleball, and it's fun. I'm not saying it's not really? fun. Yeah. I just think that you should play. Te- There's no reason why. You just shouldn't play tennis. And my bigger issue is honestly just the fact that these pickleballers are taking up tennis courts. That's really the big issue is that they run out there like it's Rucker Park or something like that. They line the entire gates of, oh, I got next on the pickleball court, and they take it all up. It's like, can y'all find a blacktop or something to play on? I will say this. Living in Sacramento my entire life, I don't think I've ever seen a line ever for a tennis court to play tennis. And your point. My point is, is if Chris, but it's been a long time. My point is, if the courts aren't going to be doing anything, at least let somebody do something. Utilize them. Let people have fun. Yeah, but like, if somebody wants to play tennis, like that one time, you know, it's it's a tennis court. Find a pickleball court. It's a dying sport. Okay. Sure. Sure. I mean, my mom taught me to play tennis. I love tennis. Yeah. But it's pickleball is like a tsunami. Yeah. And it's coming, and tennis just has to. I was talking to a guy that he used to be one of the owners of the Sacramento Capitals, and he was saying the tennis magazines now, they (laughs) run pickleball stuff because they have to. Sure. I mean, you know, I've got, I've got, whatever. I get it. I get it. It's fun. It's just, uh, I would just prefer them not take. You would prefer them. Why are you going to top golf? Just play golf. Yes, honestly. Honestly, I mean, like, if you're really trying to play the sport, like, go, go to What if you're just trying to have fun? Yeah. Heaven forbid. Okay. Russell says go play if, tennis. if Fox got hurt playing tennis, he would have no chance to stay healthy in the NBA. Sure. Absolutely. I, then he shouldn't be playing pickleball either. You could easily twist your ankle playing pickleball. So now pickleball has gone from it's way too easy and you're getting nothing out of it to it's too dangerous and you should not play that if you're a professional yes, athlete. Yes, exactly. Thank you for following along. I think yeah. you would like pickleball better if it had a different name. <laughs> the definitely right now. definitely doesn't. I will help. say that that doesn't help. <laughs> definitely doesn't help. But it's also just like you said, it just looks way too easy. It's just like I don't, I don't. It's like yeah, I mean, you're playing badminton. It's mm-hmm. just like, just, I don't know. If you want to play a sport, if you want to play a sport with a racket and a ball, is pickleball a sport or a game? It's a game. It's a game. <laughs> it's absolutely a game. Like, are we going to say, uh, what's that game that everyone's loving on the beach? Um, I haven't played it. Spikeball. Like, is Spikeball oh, a sport? Yeah. Or is that a game? I don't, I'm not sure what it's it like is. It's like a trampoline in the middle, and well, there's like a, like a, a rubber you've, ball. You've probably, you've probably seen it before. You've it's probably like seen a, it. Like, yeah. it's a ball, and there's like a tiny trampoline, and it's two people. You try to hit you just it. just like hit it. Oh, it yeah. sounds like a sport to me. Yeah, you hit it on the trampoline, and then you try to get the other person to miss. Oh, okay. I don't want to have this conversation, but like, what is a sport, you know? Mm-hmm. It, like what really classifies something as a sport? Bowling. Is it just like a athletic. physical activity? Physical, a physical competition. It's bowling a sport. Exactly. Like no, it's not. Well, I don't. I mean, but, darts. Well, darts. Exactly. Is darts a sport or is that a game? 
feels like a game to me. But they are getting thousands of people to watch. Sure. Cornhole. Again, (laughs) cornhole feels like a game to me. Doesn't really feel like a sport. What is the definition of a sport? I don't think you should be able to drink and do well at a sport. That feels like a good place to start. I feel like that's... Yeah, like you can't. Uh, yeah, Mickey Mantle's on the phone. Okay, um, <laughs> you know what? You got me there. I can't Larry argue Bird. that. Uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. time for I don't bold like Kings predictions. Yeah, let's of the do day. that. Let's do that. Let's do what's on the run. Do you know how many coaches have been uh, the coach of the year in the NBA three times? Three times, mm-hmm. I would guess like two. Uh, let's see. Looks like uh, Don Nelson, Pat Riley, and Pop. Okay. That's yeah. a good list. I mean, that's that's a really good list. Uh, eight have been coach of the year twice. Okay. No coach has been the coach of the year in consecutive years. And this year, the Kings will be so improved defensively. And this year will be, in many ways, a continuation of last season when Mike Brown was the coach of the year. He will make history as the first coach to be named NBA coach of the year wow. in back-to-back seasons. Never been done. Wow. It's about to happen. Wow. He, by the way, does have two Coach of the Year awards himself. So that would put him into very rarefied air then. Wow. I like it. I don't know how possible it is. I mean, it feels like. Remember, these are bold predictions. Yeah, it is bold. It's definitely. That's like. That's very, very bold. That's that's incredibly bold. I, it, and it would be history. First to ever do it. I like it. That's a, that's a good prediction. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah. I'll, I'll be rooting for it. I, I don't know uh, how likely it is, though. Let's uh, let's go to mine. Mine is De'Aaron Fox, uh, famed pickleballer De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, will shoot 80-plus percent from the free throw line this year. This is something he's been working on his entire career. Uh, first season in the league, 72% from the line. Second season, 72% from the line. Third season, 70% from the line. Fourth season, 71. Fifth season, 75 Last season, 78. Going up there. He knows it was a really big talking point the first couple of years of his career, especially with as he was getting to the line more and more. It seemed like he was missing free throws more and more. He claimed he was a really good free throw shooter, just wasn't putting enough focus and, and you know really taking that breath before shooting. Took a big jump last year all the way up to 78%. I think that's going to continue. I think he's going to continue to get to the line uh, at an incredibly high rate. Uh, Last year, it was one of the highest rates in the entire NBA. This year, I think uh, De'Aaron is fully going to bring his game together. It's going to come along with his jump shot as well. I think De'Aaron's going to shoot 80-plus percent from the free throw line. That would be huge. Massive. Massive. And that could also help him get – You know, I think you predicted that he was going to be – at or near 30 points 30 per game. 30 points, and he's going to have a fitty burger. That would absolutely help both of those cases. If he can knock down free throws, knock down the free ones, I mean, that's that's the easiest way. You know, when you see, you know, even Asia Wilson the other day, when she dropped 53, she was 20 of 21 from the free throw line. It's a massive part of getting those huge performances is you have to be you have to be locked in at the free throw line that day. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain was a not a good free throw shooter. Terrible, and I think the night he scored 100, he was like, 28 for 32. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's and incredible. He's a bad free yeah. throw shooter. Yeah, like he probably should have taken Rick Barry's underhand shot. I think he ready. did for a while. Did he really? I oh, believe see, he did. We'll have to ask that's Jerry. That's how you know it's bad. I think he did, but I'm not sure. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's really bad. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And even Giannis. Giannis, remember in, in that finals 
uh, that entire final series. It was to the point where people were counting down from mm-hmm. 10 to try and get him uh, called for a violation. In that 50-point uh, uh, clincher in in the finals, I think he made all of his free throws or only missed one. Like, it's a really big part of having massive performances and having, you know, 30 points per game per season. There's no way you can do that without knocking down your free and throws. And clearly, to your point, he recognized, Jaron Fox recognized that last year. Yeah. So he will continue. He'll be working on exactly. that. When he's not working on pickleball. I wouldn't want to play in pickleball. I mean, it is concerning. I didn't know this information before I made this prediction. Now knowing he's uh, spending so much time in his offseason playing pickleball, I don't know. It could be 79% this year. Jerry Reynolds is going to join us here with, among other things, the story of how Kobe Bryant nearly became a king. What? That is next with no Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Yeah, time for Friday with Jerry Reynolds. What do you think, Chris? We'll ask him here, of course. Will Jerry Reynolds be getting up at 540? <laughs> what do you think? To watch no. USA no. and New Zealand? No way. Yeah. Jerry, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. How about it? You going to be getting up to watch FIBA World Cup USA and New Zealand tomorrow at 540 in the morning? No, I, I might get up at 540 uh, for to get, drink some coffee and uh, things like that. <laughs> You know, because I get up early, you know, can't, but that that uh, I'll find something else to watch. But that's okay. <laughs> um, I know that uh, Kobe's birthday was this week. I was on a couple of days ago with Kyle Draper, and we talked to Matt Barnes about that. And of course, they were close. And I, I started thinking about you too. Could you share with us uh, how close Kobe ever came to becoming a king? Were you going to draft Kobe if you had the chance, Jerry? No, Jeff Petrie would definitely was. And and that is exactly his agent at that time, Arn Tellum, uh, basically uh, scared the New Jersey Nets at that time off of drafting. They had the eighth pick, and they were going to take him, but he said Kobe would go to and play in Europe for a couple of years uh-huh. before he played for the Nets. And of course, he knew how to speak Italian and everything. There's no no doubt he probably would have done that. And of course, Jeff told Arn, he said, "I don't care." Uh, we're going to draft him, and in five years, at some point, if he plays in the NBA, it'll be here. Uh, and so, what happened was, and that's why the Lakers, uh, they knew that, and Arn Tellum and Jerry West are close friends, and and so they they draft or they traded Blade to Charlotte to get the thirteenth pick in front of us, who, who uh-huh. we had the fourteenth pick. Wow! Wow! So, that close. I mean, that's the. That's a true story. I mean, so you know, the Kings, if if the if the Lakers hadn't traded Bloody to the Charlotte to get the thirteenth pick, Kobe uh, would have been a king at some point. Probably wouldn't have been for a year or two. But then again, you know, we drafted uh, Pagea, who, mm-hmm. who didn't come over right away either, uh, for one year, but for different reasons. And because uh, I always said that was one of those amazing drafts. Pretty much the three best players in it were 13, 14, and 15, uh, you know, with Kobe and Page and Steve Nash. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's something. I never heard any of that before. That's that's incredible. Uh, do you, Is there any, like, I mean, you know, you were obviously a part of the broadcast team when those, you know, when those battles were going on in the Western Conference Finals. Do you have any funny anecdote or any personal story or interaction with uh, with Kobe? No, the only thing I can recall is uh, I'd run across him in the hall, 
and it was a. I think the game after is so the so-called cheeseburger game. Yeah, you know. And I told him I, and I said, I guess the cheeseburger didn't uh, that I sent up to you didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and and he and to his credit, he just laughs. I guess not. <laughs> Jerry Reynolds with us here. Jerry, were you uh, surprised to hear that Scal Labissier is back in the organization? Well, you know, he's a, he's a terrific young man and, and it's, you know, there always was some thought that he had a lot of potential and he showed it once or twice, but, uh, but you know, maybe he's been recalibrated, you know, <laughs> there we go. Goodness. Come on. You walked, walked right into I that did. one. Come on. Yeah. Right into that blind screen. He always could shoot, yeah. right? That's one thing. He always had a soft touch, you know, and I mean, really that, that, is his problem. He's soft everywhere. Hmm. Uh, and I mean, he's too nice a guy and, and you hope as he's aged, I have, you know, we'll find out, but I, I think it, you know, uh, there's no, no harm, no foul there and no risk, but six eleven, and he could shoot and he's a good team guy. So with no more guarantee in there, giving him, I, I, I think, uh, you know, Monty and his staff, you know, uh, you can't. There's nothing to lose there, and you might gain something. Hmm. I mean, patience has always been a virtue with bigs and point guards. And so, you know, he's he's still a young man. Uh, you might you might uh, might find a guy ready to be a player. Jerry, the one thing that really stuck out to me when when Scal signed was he he I, th- I believe it was in an interview with uh, with Sean Cunningham. He mentioned that you know the only player that he's played with on this current roster is De'Aaron Fox. And I was like, that that seems so weird because Scal was just here. It was just four years ago that he was here. But isn't it kind of crazy how much different this current Kings team, this current situation that they're in even is than when it was previously to when Scal was last year? Yeah, the you know, here again now, have you noticed there's probably a correlation between the fact that all those guys are gone? Yeah, and you got- <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's not a coincidence that yeah. I don't think that it's all they've got new guys and they're winning. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you this: I know these things get to be kind of cliche, but you have a unique perspective on them. These player comparisons, and this has become uh, a thing this week. Who's the better point guard, uh, Magic or Steph? I know even Michael Jordan weighed in on this this week. I don't remember how it started. The whole uh, but, conversation, I can't remember. Yeah, but but anyway, a lot of people have been talking about it. We talked with Matt Barnes about it. How do you break that down, uh, comparison, as far as who's the best point guard ever, Magic Johnson or Steph Curry, Jerry? Well, I would take Magic because I think, you know, he, he truly ran the team. He was the leader of the team. He controlled the offense. Uh, you know, he made it go. Uh, I think Steph makes it go differently. But I, I and and I mean, but I I don't know if he's a, the total leader of the team at times. I, he's truly one of the ten greatest players to ever play, and give and especially in today's three point game. But uh, I, you know, I guess I'm old school. But uh, to me, Magic is Magic's the one. Yeah, I know they both have changed the game. The one thing I remember about Magic is the way he would uh, just see over the top of defenses and one minute he's dribbling at the point and then the next minute Jamal Wilkes is laying it in. That was the one thing I remember about how Magic changed. It was just, I think guys are so much bigger now, but a 6'9 point guard, when he did it, Jerry, 
I mean, to my untrained eye, I was like, wow, that was that was what really changed the game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was just a one of one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he certainly could score, but that was really not what he was about. You know, he was about, you know, making everybody better, which he did. And, you know, he'd get his 18 points or so most nights. But, but I've said so many times, I mean, the thing about Magic – uh, was he he was, could have been an all star at all five positions, wow. and he he proved that he could have been an all star center. And I mean, like you know, LeBron's the only other one that you could say that about. So, uh, I mean, and, and no disrespect to Steph, but he he basically can can sort of defend ones. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and didn't you uh, one time you were complaining about some preferential treatment magic was getting and you said something that he thought was kind of funny on the court well it was kind of a typical game at that time that you know magic running they're running a fast break and you know he's been real slick as usual and uh and actually he he made a mistake and i think they missed a shot and he he was bitching for a call and about five seconds later, they gave it to him. And I just yelled. I said, at the officials, I said, well, just give Magic a whistle. It'll speed things up. And uh, and Magic said, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I think I was on to something. You know, I mean, just just get just get ahead of the curve. Exactly. That's that's kind of that's kind of like you and pickleball there, Chris. You I know. know. <laughs> By, by the way, I, I was listening to you guys. I got to say, I got to have an opinion on this. I, I I see the merits to pickleball, but I'm with Chris to one degree. Is There ought to be a law you can't play unless you're 50 or old, over. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's yeah. very clearly just like a, a little bit less movement, Jerry which I understand. Jerry used to teach tennis. He was a tennis Ah, uh, okay. Well, then, then and, I, I'm and, glad to have an ally in Jerry. Yeah, and, and they really uh, – De'Aaron Fox, he's lost a little in my eyes if he's going to. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, it, it, uh, it is no da- more dangerous to play tennis for a basketball player. Right. Have you, I don't know if anybody's noticed, there's very little body contact in that. <laughs> yeah, none, none. Unless you meet at the net. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I always remember Rick Barry was a terrific tennis player, and, and uh, Danny Ainge was terrific, and they played all the time. A lot of guys. Uh, I know Bob McAdoo played all the time excellent player yeah who, and, uh, who really sticks out to you from like a, a two sport kind of thing you know obviously Steph has kind of had this golf thing happen this summer for him who, who when when you think of like some of the underrated two sport athletes who comes to mind well I mean I'd go way back you know I mean Dave DeBusher was a terrific pitcher mm. as, as well as obviously Hall of Fame basketball player and so, you know, when they talk to sport guys, uh, he kind of gets forgotten, you know, due to uh, 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 Bo Jackson and right. and, prime, and prime time guys like that. Of course, uh, you know, Bill Sharman played hmm. uh, pro- uh, baseball as well as professional basketball. And, of course, he, he played just briefly with the Dodgers. But in that, those days, there weren't very many teams. Right. And uh, AAA was <laughs> probably better than some, some major league now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, of course, Danny Ainge. Danny, I thought right. uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, Danny played major league baseball, and he was a, he was a scratch golfer and wow. and a terrific tennis player. I, I think he's probably the best all around athlete the Kings have ever had. Mm. 
How many sports did you master in high school and beyond, Jer? However many there were. Uh, <laughs> except no, golf. I, except golf, right? Except golf. Except <laughs> golf. I love watching. I'm watching now, but I mean, when when my younger brother Jeff got better, I just I quit. I said, "Help!" <laughs> I, I said, "In." I mean, I had to honor my front running status. You know, yeah. if I you know, it's like if I can't beat him, then I ain't playing. And that way, you can't you can't say he's better than me if I never play. Spoken like a true older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jerry. We yeah, appreciate no. the lesson as always. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Bye, Jerry. Thank you. Take care. Coming up next, uh, it's the best play for Trey in the Factor Fantasy Showdown. I'm coming for you, Watkins. Okay. Next on Sackdown Sports. Now on YouTube, search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Heading for a showdown. Showdown. Chris Watkins is the reigning champion, is that correct? Yeah, last time I checked, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. It's the Factor Fantasy Showdown. Chris and I going head-to-head on today's hottest topics. Uh, Who decides... Who's victorious? Well, that would be your judge for today. All rise as the Honorable Chris Verlaud enters the chambers. You may be seated, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you Your Honor. And, Chris, you uh, were our winner yesterday, so we will be starting with you. Thank you. Playing tonight and staying with the 49ers this year is Trey Lance's best option. Fact or fantasy? Yeah, this is a fact. That's the fact. I mean, the reality is if he were to move to another team right now, he wouldn't be playing anyway. He would have to learn a new offense, and more than likely the team he would be going to already has a starter in position. We talked about earlier, even if the the Niners, you know, are are incredibly successful, they've they've gone through tons of quarterback injuries throughout their, their their recent history. And Sam Darnold, we talked about earlier, he's got a, a troubling injury history. There's still a decent chance that Trey, even if he is QB3 with the 49ers, that he might actually get a chance to step on the field. So, you know, you're going to be a backup anyway. You might as well be a backup in a, in a situation that you're familiar with. Playing tonight, staying with the Niners this year is Trey Lance's best option. That is a fact. That's the fact. I don't think Chris came anywhere near the reason why it's a fact, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Okay. He's probably, you know, he's won, so he's not trying today. I don't know. That's not for me to say. What is for me to say is this. Trey Lance is better off with the 49ers because while his value right now around the league is down, the 49ers have more equity in him. They did give up a lot to get him, so they're still going to be somewhat interested in trying to get the most out of him. If he gets traded, if he says, I want to go somewhere else, I've had it here, he gets traded to somewhere, Tennessee, Minnesota, wherever, for maybe a six-round pick. Well, all they've given up to get him is a six-rounder, so it's easy for them to go, eh, we really don't have much invested in this guy. He's not playing well. See you later. It's in Trey Lance's best interest to make the best of it with the 49ers because he's going to get the best chance he has with them. He's going to get the best chance for the 49ers by being their third-string quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I give you the point for saying that, hey, the Niners are most likely going to have a couple quarterbacks go down this season, so he's probably going to be starting at some point. You get the point. Appreciate it. 
a good word to describe Giannis's thought on signing an extension with Milwaukee, Whitey, is intriguing. Fact or fantasy? If it pleases the court, that is a fantasy. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have we not had enough of NBA players complaining about this and that? He's got a chance to sign a massive extension, hundred millions of dollars worth of extensions, and you can make the case of, well, he's worth more than that. Maybe he is, but still, it's annoying and it's downright disconcerting to hear NBA players complain, I want out of here, I don't want to go there, I don't know if I want to stay here. He can sign the extension next month. He doesn't have to, and he doesn't have to make a decision till after this year. Shut up, Giannis. We've got our own problems. We love you. You're great. But we don't have time to care about, gee, is Giannis going to sign this extension this year? Or a year from now, when the season's over, is he going to opt out? Boring is the word for it. Not intriguing. It is boring because I'm bored to death of NBA players complaining about their situation and threatening to go somewhere else. I'm tired of it. A good word to describe Giannis's thoughts on signing an extension with Milwaukee is intriguing. That is a fantasy. Because the word is telling. it, He's already telling us that he's considering leaving, which pretty much already means that you have a foot out the door. The fact that Giannis is already contemplating, oh, like, is this the best situation for me moving forward? Tells me that he's already thought about it and it's already planted in his mind. At this point, I think the only thing that Milwaukee can do to save Giannis is to be as successful as possible. And if they don't really reach the Eastern Conference Finals or or show some significant signs of improvement from their first-round exit, sounds to me like Giannis has already made his mind up and he's pretty much gone when his contract's up. Uh, huge NBA stars talking about possibly leaving his team that he's been with the entire time. That is very telling. Chris, it was telling when Dame Lillard said it. Mm-hmm. And now it is boring. You are correct, Whitey. <laughs> you you get the point. Oh my Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. It's quite the he merry-go-round just, there. He delights in that, he doesn't does. he? Oh, my gosh. And Here is your yeah. cupcake. I'm giving it to Sometimes you. Sometimes I think he just starts talking, and he hasn't even decided yet. He's just like, however this sentence ends. No, he's uh, he know, always knows what he's doing. He's a yeah, great judge. You think I'm just winging it uh, there, Chris? Never. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's clear the NFL needs a developmental league. Fact or fantasy, Chris? Yeah, this is a fact. That's the fact, Jack! And you have to look no further than the Trey Lance situation. I mean, does the NFL actually need a league to develop their players? Absolutely. The problem is it's not going to be profitable for them. We've seen enough you know, minor league, XFLs, USFLs to find out People just don't really care about football if it's not the professionals or if it's not linked to a to a university. A developmental league will never happen because the NFL won't profit from it, but I think it's a great idea. I think that there's enough talent out there that that is definitely needing of reps and you just can't get it in the NFL for for a ton of different reasons, but you know, it it's just not going to happen unfortunately. It's clear the NFL needs a developmental league factor fantasy. That is a fantasy. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if I may. The NFL has a developmental league. It's called college football. Trey Lance was not able to develop because, unfortunately, there was a pandemic. I'm not sure you heard about it. Uh, Some of you look like you don't read the news that much. But here's the thing. Um, He wasn't able to play. He wasn't able to develop because of the pandemic. He didn't get to play 
uh, games. Also, if you have a developmental league in football, guess what? Players are as likely to get injured as they are to develop. Coaches in the NFL, they would rather have those players who need development in camp so they can work with them directly, do this this way and that that way. They don't necessarily want to send their prospects to Frankfurt, Germany, or wherever so Coach Tom Sula can ruin them for the rest (laughs) of their careers. Developmental League, the NFL already has it. They don't need another one. You've made your points. I am taking them all into consideration. (laughs) I do agree with you, Whitey. The NFL already does have a developmental league, and it is college football. That is undeniable. That is true. But as Chris knows, and I know, that this court is roundly against the NCAA in all of its parts. They do need a developmental league to truly become a better league and to actually pay players what they deserve to be paid. You get the point, Chris, and the win for today. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, boy. Yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Oh, boy. Woozy is the head that yeah. wore the crown yesterday. <laughs> yeah, this is quickly turning into, like, the the super spreader uh, just apparel uh, right now. With I'm Jason Stey and my, oh. you know, yeah, my, my it. sickness. It's almost like, tanking. yeah. I was tanking yeah, today. It's definitely something that you <laughs> – we should probably disinfect it over the weekend, and then we'll, we'll try this it. again on Monday. Yeah, it probably uh, isn't a good idea. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Thank you for not spreading Chris and, whatever and, this is, and, Chris. And thank you. That's when you can – I sure be proud of, uh, I guess. Uh, now that the quarterback thing is <laughs> settled, what does Kyle Shanahan need to see from his team tonight against the Chargers right here on Sacktown Sports? That's next. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports.